This is an RNZ podcast. Kia ora, good evening. Some Christmas joy for the National Party. Our latest One News comma Brunton poll showing that, with the support of ACTS, they could form a government. It's our second poll in a row putting the party in the driver's seat. Meanwhile, more bad news for Labour. Let's have a look at the numbers. That was TVNZ One News presenter Simon Dallow last Monday night telling viewers all about its latest political opinion poll and the Colmar Brunton poll showed National and ACT could, on those numbers, scrape together a majority in Parliament, but only just. It depended upon a party vote showing for ACT, which would return two MPs for the party, assuming National helps ACT's leader David Seymour win again in Epsom. Now, following their formula, the One News report then played selected scenes from things that happened during the polling period, like Trevor Mallard on a downward slide in the new playground in Parliament's grounds, and Jacinda Ardern goofing around with visiting US TV star Stephen Colbert. Nobody loves me. He's just a poor boy from a poor family. And five minutes later, after running through the numbers and what a Parliament might look like if the election result mirrors them next year, reporter Benedict Collins then made this important point right at the very end of the sequence. 13% of people have not made up their minds yet which party they're going to vote for. And that means there's a lot of votes still up to grab next year and it means that come 2020, it's game on. And that's a good point. If roughly one vote in eight is still up for grabs, well, that could completely upset the scenario TVNZ had just illustrated with its fancy animated graphics of seats in the House. But on Q&A on Monday night, three and a half hours later on TVNZ1, Host Jack Tame said this. And this is so interesting. 17% of those people asked don't know or refused to answer. And on Twitter that night, pollster Colmar Brunton had slightly different numbers on that again. 3% refused to answer, they said, and 13% were undecided. That's 16% all up. And on the same channel, less than 12 hours later, TVNZ's breakfast show had an on-screen caption which told its viewers that almost one-fifth of voters were undecided. So if TVNZ is going to tell us that the government could change based on the numbers in their poll, well, they should get those numbers right, and it shouldn't be hard because they're all coming from the same source and the same sample of 1,006 people. Now, on TVNZ's breakfast show that morning, they brought in former minister Peter Dunn to, as they put it, break down the numbers. What is behind um, X growth, do you think? They've got 100% um, growth in, in, in their support. I think a couple of things. I think, uh, firstly, uh, David Seymour's had a lot of publicity over the end-of-life legislation. I think that's given him a prominence that he perhaps didn't have previously, and people have responded to that. But when Colmar Brunton published the full results of the poll 48 hours later on Wednesday, it showed the party on 1.6% support, up from 0.9% in the previous poll. So in other words, that's seven more individuals in the sample of 1,006 this time, not quite a doubling. Now, there were other interesting numbers in the full Colmar Brunton poll report also that weren't exactly highlighted by TVNZ's news coverage, but which put another part of the poll in a very different light. As for the preferred Prime Minister, Jacinda Ardern has slipped to 36%. Simon Bridges is up to 10 Jack Tame on Q&A again last Monday. Now for its party vote responses, the undecideds are stripped out of the percentages by TVNZ so that they can then translate the results to seats in the House. But it's a different story with the preferred Prime Minister results. And Simon Dallow didn't mention the undecideds either in his TVNZ One News report. 
Let's look now at preferred Prime Minister. Jacinda Ardern is on 36. That's down two points and her lowest result since taking office. Simon Bridges, though, finally in the double digits again on 10. Judith Collins on four and Winston Peters on three. Well, that still leaves a whopping 47% of the sample unaccounted for. The as-yet-ineligible-to-be Prime Minister Christopher Luxon accounted for a further 1% of that, and 10 other politicians polled at less than 1%. But a whopping 39%, or almost 4 out of every 10 people polled, didn't want to, or preferred not to, pick a preferred Prime Minister. And that went entirely unmentioned by TVNZ. Now, any poll, of course, can be a blip, but the results of the same poll over the past 10 years show that the don't-knows or refuse-to-answers have never dipped below 31%, or almost one person in every three surveyed. And over the past 10 years, the overall trend is pretty obvious too. The vast bulk of people who do answer that question simply pick the Prime Minister who's currently in office, whoever it happens to be. So surely it's now time to junk that question But the fluctuations in preferred Prime Minister polling, though insignificant, are used by the news organisations to create new news stories. Now, to be fair to TVNZ, they don't dwell on the fluctuations as much as their rivals at NewsHub. NewsHub's used its Read Research poll's preferred Prime Minister results to declare Simon Bridges a dead man walking several times last year and earlier this year. But while Simon Bridges now looks set to lead the party next year and into the next election, MediaWorks is looking for a buyer for its TV wing and has warned that it could even turn off its channels if it doesn't find one. It would be an irony indeed if Simon Bridges' leadership outlives NewsHub's TV opinion polls. Now when TVNZ's Jack Tame sat down with the Prime Minister in the Whanganui Opera House during the Labour Party conference last weekend, Jacinda Ardern told him this was important making sure that you never fixate. I think that's a dangerous place to be, fixation on polls, because ultimately our job is to, is to govern, to make the best decisions that we can. But moments later, she told Jack Tame this. I have a poll that comes to me every two weeks that shows something completely different. What does that Look, show? Not saying, of course, that I don't hear feedback. We need to, of course, hear what voters think and what they feel. Now, the polling commissioned by both the politicians and by the media will intensify as the next election draws nearer. But when they're running through the numbers and drawing conclusions in the media, keep an eye out for the size of the potentially crucial cohort who say they don't know, don't care or won't answer the pollsters' questions.